This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is 1994's Will. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the lip-serviced, clear Pepsi, energetically rectangular dreaming, spinning around, sucking on a typhoon, tycoon, last of the Mohicans, Justin Waddell. What's up, sir? How you doing? Oh, man. Thank you for the intro. You know, you ask me how I'm doing? Yeah. Just fine. Just fine, my friend. How are you doing? I'm nailing it, man. Just nailing. Are you? No. <laughs> yeah, you quick, quick, quick turnaround on that. What, what's going on? Is oh no, something I, you can share? Not, not really. No, not just. Let's get this. into this. What's going on? No, no, man, this ain't that kind of show. Let's do it. Let's. let's I want to uh, be a fucking cipher. You don't want people to know the real you. I don't want people to see my poker face. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, have you been playing any poker lately? Not really. I have been. I know you like it. I've been asked to wrangle a game this Sunday. And. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. You're mulling it over? I got to see what my time with Jesus going to be like. Do you spend all Sunday uh, worshiping? I'll tell you what I'm going to be spending my Sunday doing soon. Uh-oh. Watching watching what? Obi-Wan? Watching some baseball. Mm. Big day for yours, truly. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Our long, Our long bleak winter hath ended. And the bleak men went winter. Are you familiar with that song? No. So you just kind of quoted it, but there's a song and it's religious called In the Bleak Midwinter. Well, that's a term, though. That's a, that's a term there. A lot of stuff comes from. Does it come from the song? A lot of stuff is originated in the bib. That's true. <laughs> if I remember right, there's a quote from LB Balakio in uh, the new Better Call Saul trailer, which I is know. astonishing. It looks good. Looks perfect. Yeah, would, no sight of uh, Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul. Do you think they'll show up? I do. You do. The big X factor. Will they get Huel? I thought Huel's been on the show already. He has. Mm-hmm. But they're they're trying to trying to work around his weight change, though, aren't they? Yeah, he lost some weight. He lost some pounds. Still looks anyway, like a pyramid, though. I do a quick recommendation. There's a cover of In the Bleak Midwinter by Joe R.L. Phelps that people should listen to. It's very good. Just want to get I just want to throw that in there as a little a little movie microscope recommendation. I pulled the ultimate folks packs uh today. Oh yeah, why? What happened? I got a got a call from the uh hotel I was at. We got your toiletries. You left your satchel with all your goods in it. Oh man. You left something behind. Well, I you left- didn't check the bathroom before you left. You were in a hurry? 
Well, I had Kobe tie pinned to the wall. No, I, I, I thought I did. Anyway, they're mailing it. So it's a crisis averted. I just, it's awesome. Uh, I was just, oh, shucks. You know, I was. What do you got in my... there? What do you, what do you put it? This is, this is what we talked about this before. Remember, there's a name for that thing. It was called a dob kit or a dop kit. <laughs> That's what you called it. I call it a, uh, what I call it, a shaving kit. Yeah. Well, you left it. Yeah. And did you have shaving stuff in it? Look, you, you have a full beard right now. So I'd imagine you're not hacking away at that right no but i've got a i've got a razor for cleanup duty and uh you know to slice my wrists every night clean around the nethers is that no 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 not with a razor fucking am i an insanity boy i ain't shaving with a straight razor around the cat the cartridges i don't know your life i can't tell what you do down there but i i you keep it uh trim and i imagine you do it with a straight razor is that no correct no, no. When I buzz the tower, I use a tool that's meant, you know, for a private example. A lot of podcasts will have um, man grooming, uh, you know, pubic hair grooming devices that they sell that they sling. Yeah. How come we can't get some in on that? On that, you know. I guess you didn't hear the ad at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> the easy money, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Those and the, all the podcast folks will always have to pretend pretend that they use the stuff that they're slinging. I'm I'm so proud we finally signed an agreement with Random Razor. Pretty <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to hear what their uh, their business business model is. Is it just what? No, it's a razor that uh, the razors appear randomly as you're down there. That's their that's their Shark Tank pitch. Yeah, they're like the guy who's talking to Mark Cuban. He's like, sometimes you get a perfect trim, sometimes you get your dicks cut off. <laughs> I'm in. I love Shark and, Tank. And then I, there's a there's a there's a setting called as above, so below. <laughs> it create it, it, it creates a 3D model of the top half of your body, and then as you're shaving, it mimics that pattern. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsor today, Random Razor. Um, that actually sounds like a cool, I don't know. This is a cool name for something. Right. Yeah. Like a wrestler. Random. You know? Yeah. The Random Razor. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. What else is going on in the world for you? You saw, you, We saw Batman together. We did. That was exciting. It was fun to be back in the theater um, watching a blockbuster. And they just moved a bunch of movies I was excited about to next year. So then go fuck. Morbius. <laughs> did they move Morbius? I think that they did. They might have. But the the funniest thing that I saw on the Mor- Morbius poster, it says it's releasing on April 1st. That and was I was like, is this, a, is this a joke? I mean, is, is it on purpose? What do you think? Jared, about Le- Jared Leto uh, also in a prestige TV series right now. Oof. About um, We Work. Yeah, that company oh, yeah, oh, work. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And then, would you see the picture of Joaquin as Napoleon? I did. Who who's making that movie? I have no idea. What, what big director? It's got to be a big director. It doesn't. Yeah, Joaquin doesn't work with no slouches anymore. You know, I, I imagine it's not uh, Todd. What's his face? Right. Solins. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> I directed the Joker. Oh, okay. Phillips. (laughs) Is Todd Solid's doing a Napoleon movie? (laughs) 
they finally gave him more than a million dollars to make a movie. Find out why he's got his hand in his shirt. He's got his jacking his dick off in there. <laughs> and you see it. <laughs> Next week is when the outfit comes out, which I'm excited about. Say, say again, the outfit. I, I'm not aware of this. What is this? It's like a spy movie with Mark Rylance. He's He works in some sort of a... Uh, I don't know if he's a book. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did see the trailer. There's a lot of. There's some surprising cast members in that, right? Like there's some. There's a woman in it that that it's that I was surprised that she was working with Mark Rylance, basically. Your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> the outfit, huh? Oh, it's a Ridley Scott film that Joaquin's in, of course. No, Zoe, uh, who we just talked about, Zoe uh, Dooch, and Dylan O'Brien. You love that guy. That's right. He gets his ass kicked in the uh, in the trailer. Yeah. Everybody likes Dylan O'Brien. I like him too. He's actually, yeah, he's actually pretty cool. That's the American assassin. He's on Twitter. Like he's kind of got famous on Twitter for ripping somebody, calling somebody out. But I can't remember the circumstance. Do you? Yeah, it was. I, no, I don't remember who it was. But he was. It was somebody who was being pretentious or something like that. No, they're they're sliding into like somebody's DM, like sliding into maybe maybe call out Leto. That might that might be it. I think it'd be great if he got into a, into a a Twitter feud with John Frankenheimer. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> too late. Yeah. Too late. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Are you looking it up? Of course, it is. I think it is Leto. I think he ripped. And he ripped. Um, he ripped uh, Morbius for moving all the time. Love that. Love that kid. He was, he love- was in that that movie Love and Monsters. I really liked that he was. Yep. In. And he's in Love in the Maze, Mon- Maze Runner too. You love that Maze Runner series of films, huh? No, I Can't we had we you and I saw two of them. Did we see both? We saw two together. I know we saw, we saw the first we saw, one. We saw two or three, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I embarrassingly, I read the book. I remember I read the first book of that series, and I was like, "Why did I read this?" And then the movie was okay. I think I saw like the third one in a hotel room. Like that's the perfect like hotel room movie series, the Maze Runner. They made three. Yeah. Well, the one he got injured, remember, it took forever. Yeah, he almost got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poor kid. So, movie we'll eventually do on the movie Microscope, folks. This is the show where we zoom in. We stand in the justice halls, milking the milkman. We rub tunnels. <laughs> we puke up a monk. We get uppity on the subway. We ransack the bather's dungeon. We stake a clam in the wilderness. Clan a cave bear. Nurture nature till it dies. Fuck a blowhole. Get fistful with the wistful and slam it down at midnight. Watch a film through diseased Carthage eyes and just tunnel nighttime eyes until the real seepness is coming and we see what makes or breaks. Fold it upside down and share with the likes of you listeners. So if we're talking about Last American Virgin, mm. we would talk about the scene where she gets fucked. <laughs> talk about the little moments. Diane Franklin in this. I think she was the... Not the ver- I don't think she's turned out to be. I think that's what he was. Better, ver- that's the girl from Better Off Dead, right? Better Off Dead and the first Bill and Ted's. Yeah, I think she was the. Um, I think she was the love interest in that. In the the one that the last American Virgin had his sights on, and she betrays him. I think she ends up sleeping with somebody else. It's like a devastating ending. Uh, Diane Franklin still uh, still active on Twitter still active in the in the multiplex they didn't have her back for the new Bill and Ted's movie I was they replaced those two actresses from the original I wish they hadn't they may have replaced them in the sequel actually bogus journey but I have questions I got notes for your little ramble there 
I never, I took some notes. You said stake a claim in the wilderness, but it sounded like, and maybe you did this on purpose, stake a clam in the wilderness? It was not on purpose. Because that sounds pretty cool. And then you said the term the real seepness. <laughs> <laughs> do you even, did you, is this like, are you, do you I, have I, a fugue I, state as you go through, do this? <laughs> <laughs> and you just you don't remember anything you're i do enter a fugue state because all i could do is remember my time on the set of almost famous <laughs> wait a minute you weren't on the set of that movie were you no i, I, know, I, it's a, I, I know it's a joke but no i i it's i go into fugue i i look i i get the joke i just I, you did so many set visits that but I'm i like, go inside where'd... of patrick fugue <laughs> I, I, I get it. I still want to know if you did. I'm in him. Can, mind if I, I zoom? Mind if I zoom in real quick on Patrick Fugue? I'm I'm about to disagree like hard with you, but go ahead. Versatile. Disagree hard. A versatile actor, Nick. Disagree hard. Changes it up. Hard dis. He pl he played a cop recently, and he was believable. He played uh, in the TV show, right? Gone Girl. Yeah, killed it. Wait, he was in a cop in a. TV That's no, you, no, I think it's gone. I, I I watched it on a TV. Star of The Star... Last of Us 2. The Last of Us 2, Nick. He was one of the mo-capped individuals in that movie. Or, I'm sorry, in that game. Almost Aquaman. Yeah? Yeah. He was Juan's first choice. You knew someone that was almost Superman, I remember. That's right. Well, he was in the running. Yeah, Ryan Culver. He was close, right? Yep. What was his yeah. name? Ryan Culver. He's still out there killing it or? I don't think so. I think he does fitness videos and stuff. So he's still out there. Ryan Culver. He started an ice cream chain. No, but he, uh, fantastic work in Grizzly Park. So he was almost Superman, but then he he, he got to be in Grizzly Park instead. Consolation prize. I zoom in real quick. Yeah. A whiplash. You know what I'm saying? He is still working, Nick. What's he up to? A uh, movie called The Star City Murders that came out last year. He's in Glasscock Park, which, I mean, incredible. Uh, he's in a few shorts. In the summer. Yeah. And 2008. Grizzly Park, my friend. Yeah. Officer, what was it? Ranger uh, t Mike? Ranger Mike. Nice. Nice one, Nick. He get killed, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to use that the Superman powers in the scene against well, the Grizzly, you know? We had to have a closed set that day. We didn't want it to leak. <laughs> that Ranger Mike gets Grizzly <laughs> Park. Did, <laughs> did, did Superman ever fight a Grizzly? Because I think the Bionic Man did, right? I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Back in yeah. the day. Now, is did that different, ever... than the, different than the $6 million man? Is it? Were th those were were those two different things? Oh my god! Is it? Were they? I don't know. The Bionic Man. It sounds like I know it exists. I know. Is the it was a different? Well, Lee Majors what, what... was the six million dollar man. The Bionic Man was somebody somebody else. Did I unremember an entire important movie show or whatever? Or is it just a I toy? Think, I think it, he. Okay, so here's the here's the mystery. The show is called the Six Million Dollar Man, and then I think he. They, they refer to him as the, the, the Bionic Man. Okay. So he's got two names. Woo! Close one. I think we've talked about this before. One of the best action figures I've ever, I ever had the pleasure. You can look through his goddamn eye. You could look through the back of his head. Yeah, it's incredible. And then pieces of him, you could pull out. Like you could pull off like ch microchips out of his leg or whatever. And they were big, remember? Yeah. 
that poor guy. Six million dollar man. That was a that was a fun show. If I remember correctly, by looking through his head, mm -hmm. you saw a worse version of reality than if you had just moved your eye a few inches to the side. It's like a, it's like look the the special power was look through his head for right. a shittier a shittier view. Was that the selling yeah, point? But it was still like I mean you still held that doll in front of your eye. I mean I, I always did. Here's the thing. Do you remember how he became the the six million dollar man? Do you remember what led to him having surgeons have to throw bionics into him? Yeah. What? Yeah. He came in a Quiznart, and then he fell into a net. <laughs> Close. Okay. He was what an happened? astronaut. He was an astronaut. His spaceship crashed. Crashed. And then he came. It doesn't say. Okay. Um, they always threaten to remake that or make that into a movie, and they never did. Now, they were trying to make it into a comedy because $6 million goes, doesn't go as far these days. Is that what it was? Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I wish they, they should resurrect that toy. It was a cool toy. had or a pleasant could... smell. I, I still remember the smell. You know, but here's a weird, sad truth. Lee Majors had a, re a, a weird, snubby face. He had like a snubby head. Right. And he he's not he's not he's a, he had a very flat one dimensional snubby head, yeah. Which well, he's it, still he's still kicking in, so you might want to come on. Farrah Fawcett's man for a while there, yeah. Was it did, was he abusive towards her? Hardcore, yeah. 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 Well, then he's a piece of shit. But Lee Majors, great name, eighty two years young. He's married to a lot of different people here. Let's look here. Oof. Currently married to Faith Majors, uh, younger than us, by the way. Faith he is he is no oh. faith she's like i gotta get at me a piece of old lee majors that, that guy's super famous 30 years ago let me hop uh, on this train that could be true love you gotta you gotta admire those women who um hook up with a celebrity so that when they die you know they could have a few like a bad decade maybe but when they die they can inherit eleven hundred dollars his estate <sighs> i i not i don't mean to disparage well, he's keeping it tight. He's looking. He got the random razor working. You know what I'm saying? He's an attractive being at 82. We could only hope to live that long and to remain as fetching as Lee Majors, a.k.a. Steve Austin, a.k.a. the Bionic Man, a.k.a. the $6 million man. A.k.a. Farrah locked the bedroom door. Jesus, yeah. And he outlived her by a lot. He did. Now, did... Did he really, was that, are we telling tales? I know she was abused. Was it him or was it somebody else? He, I know that there are allegations about him whipping. Oh, God. I, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'd rather be dead at 75 than alive and Lee Majors at 82. He could be, you know, how's his COVID been? That's what I'm wondering. And is he on social media? Is he, he's, he's, he is married to a young woman. Okay. Let's just get that I got, out of the way. I, I want to deliver a shocker to you. Contracted yeah. COVID. But like usual, beat it. We don't even know. Is he? Is he? Is he the? Is he the guy? I know that she was abused. I I, I have to do my research. Um, my computer. Okay, I I, ty I typed Lee Majors and it said Lee Majors swinging hands. He uh, my computer's threatening to shut down if I keep looking up Lee Majors information. <laughs> Send me a warning. They said he had a hard marriage with her. That's that's an understatement. Who else was she with? That maybe that's who beat her. The Ryan O'Neill, maybe. Uh, he better not have. I'll go. I'll come get him. Farrah Fawcett was like this, just this, such a sweet thing. 
She was sexy, but she was also so like just wholesome too at the same time. Right. Uh, oh, let's you know, let's jump up. I don't know. Like I'm telling tale. I'm telling tall tales. I don't know. It's just like this is got Hollywood goss. God damn it! It was Ryan O'Neill. Was it? I want to apologize to Lee Majors. I wonder if he I'm listens. Okay. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like since he's dating such a young lass, or I'm sorry, married to somebody who's younger. Oh, I I, I, ooh, I read that wrong. What it said in the in the marriage, he said Majors one hit wonder. I was like, oh, he did, but now it's about a movie. It's his book. It's the name of his book or something. I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. so which I have to read. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying that. Do you think he wears the tight t-shirts? Uh, some you know some uh, some jeans. You know, does he does he try to appear younger than he is? And yeah, I think everybody does that at some point. Did you look at? Did you see his real name? Harvey Lee Yeary. Oh, interesting. You is it Y U R I? No. Speaking of Lee Majors, successfully wrangling wrangling in a younger love interest, Jack Nicholson does that very same thing in 1994's. A wolf. Not quite not quite horror movie wolf now i'm not gonna be able to say wolf correctly the whole time right my cat is biting me at the same time in every episode damn it this is a mike nichols directed jack nicholson starring movie about what is this guy like a book editor yeah he's a book editor big time who gets bitten in the first few minutes um on a snowy road by a uh, wild wolf that he hits bites him in the hand shockingly and he goes back and is like hmm i hated it that sucks i can't believe i get bit by a damn wolf and then he turns into a damn wolf but he doesn't you don't think he does huh no he gets wolf tendencies but let's not not oversell it nick the last shot is him as a complete wolf we don't get to see all that action we just see the remains what's left up there didn't he have a cool name though in the movie will randall it's not bad. Give me some other names. In the, of the characters? Yeah. I mean, you got Michelle Pfeiffer as Laura Alden. You have James Spader as Stuart Swinton. You have Kate Nelligan as Charlotte Schuyler Randall. Dick Jenkins as Detective Sergeant Carl Bridger. Chris Plummer as Raymond Alden. David Hyde Pierce as Roy McAllister. Ron Rifkin as the insurmountable Dr. Ralph. Not least, but definitely last... We have Om Puri as Dr. Vija Valetsis. Oh, okay. Also an early cameo appearance from two uh, famous people. David Schwimmer. And Tall Drink of Water, great one of the greats. Oh, Allison Janney. Yep. Miracle person. One of the best miracle people of all time. I believe I believe this is her first movie. And she does get a few lines here, right? She's at a party. She's like a party extra plus. Right. It was her first, and she went on to become a legend. She's great. And she says this is her best film. Well, she got to work with Mike Nichols out the gate. She's like, he could do no wrong. And I read that or listened to that Mike Nichols, a life uh, biography that came out last year, I believe. It's really worth uh, listening to or reading. And it does have a chapter on this, or at least it covers a little bit. I can't remember. I think what I remembered a little bit was that this movie wasn't that successful. And I know that Nichols took those hard, but also... I think he was a, he's a little bit out of his element in this one. He certainly is more adept at, or was, uh, dealing with uh, comedic stuff, be, dealing with drama. 
And this movie, like the this has some action in it that really is uh, kind of a sore spot in this film. Not well handled. No, not at all. Also married to half the planet. Um, Who? You know, my Nichols? Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he get married a lot. What are your favorite of his works? He's he did the Graduate, which is a classic. He did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is which is hey, yeah, which is a classic. Classic. Um, later on, he did that movie. Uh, closer right that was yeah. it wasn't too bad i loved it he um, did charlie olson's war which is a wonderful movie yeah huge hit in the birdcage huge hit in postcards from the edge working girl regarding hank primary colors one of the best you really like that movie no he did catch 22 which was hard catch 22 is his fault the graduate which which i like but it was a it's a yeah it's a it's a good movie but i think it was it was a it was a failure at the time he did Day of the Dolphin, which is a movie you said you used to watch a lot. But yeah, Working Girl's really good. Um, or I haven't seen it for a while, but I, I really like that. He did that movie with Gary Shandling where, uh, you know, I love Gary Shandling and the movie's not very good. But he apparently he was very mean to Shandling on, on that movie, which makes me sad. Because otherwise, he's pretty great, uh, Mike Nichols. And he, I'm really fascinated by Elaine May, who was his comic partner. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of why I wanted to listen to that book is just for the parts of that detailed like um, Nichols and May. I'm hoping they do a book on her like that. I love uh, ASMR. I go to sleep almost every night. Uh, my favorite performer, she'll mic some Nichols and I'll just like, oh, the sound. I'll just fucking sleep out. So tell, tell us the plot of thine movie. Well, there's a book editor who is a little bit past his prime. Like, he's not really past his prime at work. In fact, there's a takeover. His comp this this publishing house got got bought by like a billionaire, played by Chris Plummer, and there's a changes afoot. And he's got some you know buddies he works with. Everybody's a little bit kind of nervous about these changes. And then what's happening with him is that he's he he has a he has a wife played by I gotta say it a huge a huge crush of mine, Kate Nelligan. I I gotta say I think she's very cute. I'm sending I'm sending out love the, to the retired Kate Nelligan, yeah. um, who I didn't remember until I watched Wolf. I forgot about her. There's a, his, his marriage that, is a little it, bit. Isn't that isn't that the Jodie Foster sequel? What Nelligan? Nelli what? Nelligan. So you know this guy is you know he's just there's a shakeup at work and he loses his job. Nick. He and does. He finds out. He finds out. That the person that has work friend played by James Spader, who is very like smarmy in in this, he's been lobbying for the gig all the while, you know, telling Jack Nicholson, you know, that he'll never lose his job. He's too good for the company to right to let go, and so he doesn't really lose his job. He loses his position. They offer him a job in like another country, right, and he's not going to take it. So anyway, that's the the setup. As all this is happening, he's becoming a werewolf. Right. He 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 gets he gets a couple betrayals here. He gets betrayed by work, and then he later finds out that his loving wife has been sleeping with James Spader, who has taken his job and also taken his wife. That's just a bummer, man. Well, unfortunately for him, Michelle Pfeiffer's in the in the picture. Yeah, well, it's a downgrade, but yeah. By the downgrade way, from Nelligan? is Christopher Plummer 
the best or just one of the best? Definitely one of the best. You know, it's funny, and he plays a role in this that doesn't really capitalize on him being Christopher Plummer because he no. was already a legend, and he plays sort of a, a really one-note kind of role that asks yeah, for he... no, no gravitas. It's funny, though. It's, it's such an old-fashioned movie. The way that it's it's almost like they did a remake of The Wolfman and didn't change the filmmaking style. I don't really understand. Like it's so funny that they you could tell that Nichols like his he's most comfortable in the in the world of this publishing house, right? Like he's very interested. Like he he likes the office office politics or those office scenes here. It's just so strange that it's set. This is such a weird setting for a a horror film, if we can call it a horror film. It's not really a horror film, right? It's not scary. Nope. And people, like you said, when they transform, they don't transform a whole lot. They just get kind of unkempt yep. and have have uh, thriller eyes. Yep. But um, it, anyway, but, so let's. But it's there's ahead. a lot of prestige. You got a list forever. And Nicholson, this is like a was a passion project for him. He wanted to make this for a long time. Glad he finally got his wish. It is fun. It is fun seeing Nicholson like kind of come. He starts out kind of frumpy. And then he he does become cool Jack Nicholson at some point. He starts to look cool. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> he does. And he still pulls it off. You don't agree. I think he... Uh, his I, One of the things I laughed at a lot in this was he his little sniffing and yeah. moving around. It was, to me, it was it felt like they filmed a uh, run-through, like a practice. He's like, I might do something like this. You know, walk around a little bit hunched over and sniffing. What do you think, Mike? And Mike's like, that's cut, print, next scene. He is loping around a lot in slow motion and like, you know, jumping around a lot. He commits to the wolf bits. It's it's a weird film, Nick. Um, also, anyway, so, and the dynamic between he and Michelle Pfeiffer is super weird. Yeah, it is weird because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like the only thing, the way you could, like he, she becomes attracted to him for unknown reasons. You and could only attribute she, it to his musk from the wolf. That's I guess. the only thing. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing I think of. Because then, as soon as they get together, she starts to to see that oh, this guy is like uh, at the very least mentally unstable. Maybe he's a werewolf. She still sticks by him, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's like they've been at like a week into the relationship. What's even weirder though is that she is making excuses for him before she starts to suspect him. Yeah, like he's a weirdie. And she's like, well, you know, youngest thing I've dated. Yeah, so she meets him at a party that they're having. So they, the rich guy has a party. And that's when he tells Jack Nicholson that Jack Nicholson, who's already been bitten by the, 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 road, the, sad, the, the saddest looking little wolf. Yeah, the road wolf at this point. He, he already has like a and he's at this party and the guy you know, basically tells him his job's over. The Jan Spader has his job. So he goes outside and spooks some horses. And the shots of the panicked horse faces are hilarious. They're numerous. Yes, but they're yeah. so funny. They're, those are legit panicked horse faces. By the way, somebody mentions gay senior citizens during this party. Oh, I didn't. Really? I didn't. Like, yeah, they mentioned I, what, it? They mentioned it as like in, in sort of akin to the, the, the downfall of uh, civilization to some extent. Oh, God. He goes to sulk in some bushes. And I think he starts to have like a panic attack. Is what's, what's happening because he he, the, he panics the horses, and then he gets panicked. And Michelle Pfeiffer, she kind of saunters in very coolly into the scene and tells him to to calm down, to breathe. And I think there's like, and that's one of the things that Nichols like. He's such a huge theater director. Like he kind of 
is such a legend of the theater. And I feel like a lot of this film is staged like a theatrical production. And this scene in particular, when Michelle Pfeiffer comes like in from stage right or wherever she comes from, mm-hmm. it just feels very uh, static and, and, and stagey. At least they don't over emote theatrically. And her, her jeans in this really hurt my feelings. That was an awkward time for jeans, just like right now. Pfeiffer, like, is never... I've never seen a movie where she's not good, though. But she's always just believable and, and great and stuff. Grease, too. Isn't her first movie? Yeah, she sucks. Even, and even that has a following. You don't like it because you love Grease 1, though. No, but I, I was I was very There's no way she sucks in Grease. She's yeah. actually not, not that good in Scarface, either. It's a weird... That's a weird role, yeah. But she she she's not she's like the prized possession. But the real love interest in that is 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 his sister, right? Mary Elizabeth. Isn't and that who he really wants? And Stephen Bauer. Doesn't he, doesn't he doesn't he really want a sister? Am I wrong? Am I mean, I the, right? he, it's 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 very it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, that's early on in her career, man. She's still she's still mixing it up. She's still figuring it out. She's a Marvel legend now, which I can't believe that she's been in this industry for this long and still finding new things to be great at. Yeah, she does. She's like one of those people that also doesn't age. It's like ridiculous. It's not. She, it's not fair. No, I think she does age, and it's a good thing. Like she, she's got to put some good years on her. Married to a TV uh, creator, showrunner, writer. What's his name? Boring. He has a long head. David Kelly. David Ke- David E. Kelly, maybe. David oh, I'm Kelly, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. You did. I, I want you to get, get it right. But he, she, she was a long time. You know who she was with for a long time. David Patrick Kelly. Fisher Stevens. My, my That's right. That's oof. Star That's of Short Circuit. Weirdest shaped head in the business, Lollipop Man. Lollipop Chicken Drumstick Head Man. He's still out there producing. He's still out there killing it. He he's showed up su- on um, he's something on su- recently. He's, he's on Succession. He's on Succession. Yeah, yeah. Is he still on it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? I was thinking of um, Billions, which I haven't seen the new season. He may have showed up in that too, but he, yeah, he looks like Michael Douglas with a tourniquet around his neck. There's a zoom in here where this, the, the I'm going to ask you about this. If I'm you ready. Can verify this. The horses are spooked. We we really hit. We really launched into this movie very quickly. The horses are spooked, mm-hmm. and someone tells Nicholson that he's smoking a cigar and they say, he says horses don't like cigars. Is that true? That's not true. Have you ever watched the outtakes of Yellowstone? I don't like they yell cut and all the horses light up. I, I, um, I like the fact that they, they could tell that the horses don't like Jack Nicholson though, which is not, doesn't seem realistic that they're going to, they're going to hate a dude. Nicholson's having this panic attack. Michelle Pfeiffer is calming him down. He's not hitting on her at all. Like he, like, He's just like out of sorts and she's and she's helping kind of what seems to be, you know, kind of an older man here that that is nearing retirement age. And then he kind of trips and grabs her boobs, Nick. Do you remember this scene? Of course I do. And it's very awkward. And he says to her, I'm perfectly safe. I'm married. And she says, yeah, something to the effect of that's not that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. But that's a weird, that's another, like, this movie has a weird tone to it, and that movie, like, okay, there's very, there's some comedic elements to this, for sure, that work, especially Spader, I think, this, this kind of, this doesn't work, it's hacky, (laughs) it's dumb. It's not as dumb as their lunch scene. What are you talking about? They have a very weird lunch scene, where she, she uses, 
having lunch with him as an excuse to get out of an obligation to Christopher Plummer later in the movie. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then she they they go in the building. She's like, well, I don't really have anything to eat. And he kind of invites himself. He kind of forces her to feed, you know, to have the lunch. Well, so like she says, I can make PB&J as a way of going, look, I got nothing. And he says, I'll take you up on the PB&J, which to me is like realistic. I, who doesn't want to eat a PB&J, you know? Well, uh, we find out Will Randall mean that means prick balls and junk. Anyway, so they, it does have a scene of them kind of slowly eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and having an awkward. Fine. Yeah, they have an awkward conversation, which eventually mm-hmm. evolves into a little bit of mutual respect. But it's weird. So he's back at work. He's he's starting to get hair on his wound. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Hell he yes. Flip it off. He starts to hear very well across the office. He can hear people basically and, and smell what they've. There's a guy in there that had a liquid breakfast and he and he he susses it out with his his super senses the thing is he's hearing all around the office couldn't be couldn't be more boring yeah he's got the gift of the superhero and man's gonna be putting him to sleep what he's hearing at the in the book publishing office and i assume you you read the part about rick baker who did the effects for this created a device that he he put on the back of nicholson's head to make his ears move Used in one, it's used in one shot. It's like you could have had a, a grip just push his fucking ear. Did you almost throw up as you were saying that Zoom? Is that what happened there? It sounded like you were about to. Here's the thing that mind if I zoom in on Rick Baker real quick. Candlestick maker. What it's his first? His first werewolf movie. <laughs> this one. By um, the way, one of the best Instagram follows. If you guys don't already out there. Are you kidding? He's on Instagram? He's great. He's retired from it, but he does these projects, these masks. He got a 3D printer. He does all this cool stuff and he does his daughters up in makeup and all that. It's just it's just it's just it's cool to watch it like a, a, a legend do it. Why is he retired? I mean, what more does he have to prove? In the world where digital takes over, he's he's like, I'm gonna bow out. Bow, I get it. Bow out. Nice. Did you happen to notice some of the books that were behind Christopher Plummer in his office? Oh. There's one that I'm tempted to see if we can get the rights to to do a film okay let's hear it the zucchini murders (laughs) it has to be real right did you look it up i did not there's no way that anybody could conjure such a thing like uh, for a film it has to be i guess guess i'll look it up i hope it's not like a (laughs) i hope it's not one of benicula's stories i hope it is benicula uh the vampiric bunny is people still aware of who benicula is i love me some benicula i loved it too it frightened my my kids for some reason. I was like, Benicula's cute. She just drains fruit. Or he. Is it a he? I don't know. Can't zoom in that hard. Uh, I don't see a book. I don't. It may be fake. Did I just find the best? He's super zoomed in. Spader has an I'm sorry speech like a couple times in this where he apologizes for stealing Nicholson's gig. And then I think later tries to apologize for sleeping with his wife. It's incredible. He's yeah. like... These rambling, I'm sorry. Like you should really punish me. I'm so sorry. I'll do anything. I'll I'll I'll, st- I'll, I'll refuse the job. And then Nicholson's like, all right, if you refuse the job, he's like, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. It just no, reminded he... me how great Spader is. Another person that has barely been bad in things. He made a lot of bad choices over the years because I think it took him a while to realize he's really not a leading man. And once he did, I think he was able to put in some really good work. And of course, when he, he got the blacklist, probably helped a ton with his career. But yeah, have you? This seems like a show you'd be watching. No, it used to air at the same time as the Mentalist. So 
I never saw one episode of the blacklist. It's yeah, I know you played like kind of like a a manipulative manipulative like Sven Gali type figure, right? Like no, you didn't know where his loyalties lay, right? Or right or were yeah. Yeah, he was a manipulate and he had a bad hair weird. But Boston Legal was cute. Yeah, that's right. He was a, he's a, he kind of dove headfirst into TV with Billy Shat. Was he was Shatner on that, huh? Yeah, they were a team. Shatner, did we talk about this? He had a what? movie come out late last year where he plays a romantic lead. He's 90. Nick, he's 90 years old. Is it based on the true story of Lee Majors? <laughs> He's still making romantic comedies. Bill Shatner in this. I hope the girl was like 19 in it. I don't know. It's another... The actress was pretty... I think it was a pretty good actress. I, I mean, oh, oh wait. I did I did see the trailer for Grave Sniffer. <laughs> it's our... <laughs> it's perfect. He's still on Twitter. Of William course. Shatner's on there. Just He's, he's, he's been like, to space and back, and he's on Twitter recently right yeah the movie is called Sen- senior moment. senior moment <laughs> gene smart oh my god and chris lloyd in that shit look at the, look at chris lloyd on the poster <laughs> yeah he's where he's a cool guy it's looking cool gene smart he does he does date everybody. obviously not what do you mean gene ain't smart <laughs> she's she's had quite a resurgence old gene smart i love her you, oh my god legend in that movie by the way who the best Joe- morales Joe Estevez. Wow, there you go. Joe Estevez, they cast him, huh? The 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 best sheen. <laughs> Every picture of Joe Estevez looks like I'm shitting. It just looks like is someone taking a picture of me? You know, like, is this happening right now? <laughs> poor 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 guy. Joe Estevez. In on the joke though, he's he's oftentimes uh, in stuff with Tim and Eric. They say, can you sign this for me? And then they look at his signature and they're like, ah, shit. We thought you were the guy that was the model for that punching dummy that they have at the sports authority. (laughs) Do you remember that guy? The always, the most punchable guy. It's like you fill the bottom with water and there's a rubber man that you punch. I kind of do remember that, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember he looked like Joe Estevez, though. They, They share some traits. They're both um, wooden performers. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about well, <laughs> Pfeiffer on horseback. You got the Fife on horseback, and she falls off because Nicholson again spooks the horses. And she he gets comes pissed. out to say hi. He spooks horses, and luckily for her, she gets to fall in slow motion because Mike Nichols, I think, does not know how to film an action scene, as from what I can tell. That horse is pissed afterwards. You see that? No. Didn't because she didn't shatter her spine, so it's not the top. It's not the top horse. <laughs> is that why it looks so sullen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering. the The big ploy here is Nicholson's going to pretend to start pretend to start a rival publication house to get his old job back. Right. That that and, horror trope. <laughs> and he got. He got every, you know, his his, his close confidants, his, his his assistant and David Hyde Pierce in on it, and um, then he he ends up getting his job back. Remember, I think this is after he finds out that Kate Nelligan, who he since he's got wolf powers, is back. He's got a boner. 
he gets to have sex with his wife again and she's thrilled but he finds out later that she's been he sniffs her clothes that she's got too much spader on them clothes and can he confronts them and uh at spader's uh condo wherever he lives is a part his his high rise and um he bites him nick he's so angry that he's been so betrayed he ends up biting spader he does um, quickly and spader's like what the hell eagle-eyed viewers will, will think about that when he comes back in the to the film <laughs> also the peanut butter jelly sandwiches the aforementioned do you remember what kind of peanut butter that butter they were using and what no. kind of jelly you probably can guess the jelly. Welch? Uh-huh. Welch's, yep. But the peanut butter, thats you got more options. Okay, so, I mean, let's talk about the famous ones. There's, there's Jif, uh -huh. there's Skippy, there's Peter Pan, there's uh -huh. Justin's. Yeah, Justin's not as famous, but yeah. Was it one what of those? For? What's your brand? Yeah, you named it off right off the bat. First, first Jif, off. I have no brand loyalty to peanut butter. They are all delightful. It's not, it's, it, that's the only condiment, or if you want to call it that, that doesn't, can't go wrong that, that you can't go wrong with right how do you feel about almond butter it's fine all right so here's the thing i it's a jiff house man but i like peter pan as well i crunchy I, or I, smooth hey I, I can't do crunchy i don't like crunchy smooth all the way i went through a crunchy phase did you yeah recently or it was in my adult life yeah i love peanut butter everything but I, I, i've kind of avoided it because it's not i might try crunchy I might give it a shot. I time. fucking love crunchy. You know, and I love that the, the whatever Starbucks is protein boxes, they have a Justin's and I think it's the peanut butter. But let me go out on a limb here and say, uh, have you ever done powdered peanut butter? Have you ever done it in a smoothie? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you like that? It's it's kind of like a, it's like a allspice. I might have to go get one of those, you know. I, I wouldn't mind doing a doing a, a smoothie. I haven't had one for a long time. Put a little powdered peanut butter in there, a little powdered jelly as well. Th throw some powdered Welch's in there. Yeah. Go nuts. Put Sean Patrick Flannery in there. Here's the thing I don't like about the crunchy. I hate sliding the knife into the crunchy peanut butter. It's just... You're fucking nuts. It's like it's like hitting an asteroid. <laughs> it's like hitting an asteroid field. You know, like... I don't, yeah. That's... I can't... I don't like that sensation. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm digging a grave when I'm getting a knife in that thing. Nick, I don't want to feel like that when I'm trying to make a peanut butter toast you know? uh, what a lagoon is that what those are called lagoon 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 right creature yeah. of by the way talk about taking a big old walk down memory lane yeah i guess i'm get i guess i'm at that age where i start to try to regurge but i brought back a cereal for my youth recently and took a stab at it an old favorite a haven't cereal? bought it haven't bought it in the last 20 years and give i me bought a hint. it give me a hint tricks how do i no there's your Lucky hint charms no. No, no, I don't fall for that dog dick. Sugar Smacks. I'll give you a hint. It's in the honeycomb. shape. Yes. I got it. Honeycomb. Only still took me four. No by hints. the way, by the way, still got it. Honeycomb still got that groove. The wagon wheel pasta of cereals. <laughs> right next to the wagon wheel pasta on my shelf right now. I'm gonna zoom in on honeycomb cereal. Let me zoom in real quick. Delicious. And fun to eat. I mean, that's, that's, that, here's the thing. Remember how big they used to be, Honeycomb? Yeah. They made them smaller these days. Oh, yeah. They got in shape. But no, but they also make giant Honeycomb. Like you could, there's a large, large format. Then I need to go, I need to get that. That's in the stores? Yes. If you go to Kroger, they're in a different section. They're in like the healthier section. Bro, I've been eating healthy though. I, I've been rocking yogurt in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 
I can't switch it up to go to honeycomb. Uh, maybe I'll do it once for a little treat. I, I've been loving yogurt. I'm all in. What do you think about uh, Ampuri's character calling it the Demon Wolf? I kind of liked it. Who's this actor? I didn't. I, didn't I think he was in Indiana Jones. I yeah. remember him from. I remember him. He died quite a bit ago, but I think he he's, was. He's good in this. So Nicholson goes to see him for some wolf help. He knows that he's turning into a werewolf, or he thinks he suspects it, and he needs some help from this guy. And the guy says, "Look, I'm going to give you this pendant that'll ward off your wolfen tendencies. However, before you go, small bite request, me. I'm, I'm about to die. Will you bite me so I can have wolf powers?" And Nicholson refuses, which I felt sad. I wish he would have went back at the end and give him a quick bite. I you it know? bothered me too. I I, I said I wrote doesn't even have the common decency to bite on Puri. It was Ghost in the Darkness that he's from. That's right. And he just bit Spader before this, you know. And so, uh, oh, by the way, when he goes to Michelle Pfeiffer's apartment, and he, by the way, he, he also calls peanut butter and jelly mother. It's mother's milk to him. That's what I, he says, which is it, amazing. Uh, but she has a bunch of pictures sitting out of herself and her family, and then. In the middle, there's a big picture of a doll, like just like a doll. I thought <laughs> it was weird that? how many, yeah, but how many pictures there were of herself in her own place. I mean, when you're Michelle Pfeiffer or Kate Nelligan or Lee Majors, be, yeah, you got to be celebrating the looks. They rocked a hair club for men joke in this. Did you catch that? I didn't. Oof. What, who, who did it? What? What? Somebody does the I'm also a member thing. I think it might have been Nicholson. Or it might have been Jenkins, but it sucked. There's a couple like jokes in here that I wonder. A lot of times he'd, he'd use Elaine May to punch up some of his scripts, I think. And I wonder if she had, took a pass on this one. She definitely she appears as a voice in this. That could have been her joke. I'm surprised they didn't get Lee Majors to punch it up. Jesus. They they eventually what they eventually sleep together. I'm trying to like because we saw we, we were late on this one. We I, I saw this over a week ago, Nick. I'm, I'm I got notes, but I'm trying to piece it back together. Yeah, they they put it in. They they rub it around. They eventually put it in. and He rubs it around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And um, Joe Rubbo. Was that what was Joe, Joe Rubbo? Speaking of rubbing it around, Joe Rubbo. Why? Appeared in the last American version. The, the whenever he she makes in the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, she's like, "You can stay over because it got late, but you where there's no funny business happening." And he actually has like a weird dreams, and he he ends up killing a deer in the woods, and he thinks it's a dream, but he wakes up with all sorts of blood on him, and he goes home without telling her. Remember, she they kind of have a nice night, and she's like, "I'll make you breakfast in the morning." They have a flirty night. He leaves without that happening, and that pisses her off. Gets a second chance, and then he he. He puts it in and rubs it around. And then he also, he leaves again in the middle of the night and does some weird stuff in a park. I like um, the scene in the park because he, these guys cost him and he destroys them. But although we don't see anything and it's awkward until yeah. later, he finds a guy, two of a guy's fingers in his pocket, which I thought was. Yeah, sweet. that reminded me like of an American War from London a little bit. Like that, that's the one thing in this that when he pulls fingers out of his, his suit pocket, I thought that was. That's kind of as as gross as this movie is willing to get. They, his wife ends up dead, Kate Nelligan, which I was sad. She gets killed off camera, and this movie turns into 
uh, all of a sudden, is did he kill her that night? That he is it is it did he kill his wife? He was mad at her, and the cops start investigating him. Michelle Pfeiffer's trying to help him, kind of uh, not elude authorities, but she's his alibi, and um, you know she's then she starts to suspect because she sees mud on the bottom of his shoes. She starts to suspect that he did kill his wife, but that's when she runs into Spader at the police off police station, and he is weird. Uh, Weird and half wolf, and she knows that it's it's Spader, and he's and Spader plays this scene amazingly. By the way, in the Slightly, cop. it's a little heightened, super heightened. He's got thriller eyes. He's acting crazy, and then he is like hitting on Michelle Pfeiffer, standing very close to her, and then sn- sniffs her crotch. One hundred percent, like just goes for it. And then she and she has to act her way through this, like, oh, this is fine. And then she bolts out of there. I forgot to mention my favorite thing in this movie. I know you did. Nicholson, when he's he they sleep together, he wakes up first, and Michelle Pfeiffer is snoring, and she he starts sniffing her snores. Nick, he yep. sniffs her snores, which has to be the first and maybe last time that's ever happened in a motion picture. It's a, it's a, it's a sad time for film, you know. Um, sniffs her snores and she's got cute snores I mean they're not too gigantic or anything they're there they're present and you know I think maybe he they're trying to say he wants to take in all of her essence he wants to sniff her breath that kind of stuff no he's sniffing snores which how many points did that add to this movie for you I mean I can't hate it now there's this weird shot of slow motion shadows. I don't remember the context of it. I just remember mm-hmm. it's. I wrote the note and I remember hating it. I think it was it was supposed to be. Maybe that's when he attacks the people. Mm-hmm. But in lieu of an action scene, there's slow motion shadows moving around, yeah. and the, and very very boring music. I remember the music. And isn't it Ennio Morricone? It's somebody maybe, good. Yeah, it somebody is, good. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very. The shadow thing might have happened whenever he's attacking the thugs in the park or the the. The guys that are trying to rob him. It's like what I said. Yeah, but perfect. Oh, I'm sorry. I did, I That's not. That. It's fine. You're too busy sniffing snores. What's the one thing you remembered from this movie? The urination. Yeah, talk about that. We didn't talk about that. So there's a scene where Nicholson has gotten the upper hand. He has coerced Christopher Plummer into changing him back to his old role, which we'll get to that too. Getting rid of Spader, basically turning everything around to his to his needs, mm-hmm. and he's won. And Spader's in the bathroom making it count. And uh, Nicholson goes in and Spader's trying to like offer. He's like, I hope you take that job, that shitty job that they offered you. And then Nicholson's just all swagger. He peepees on on, on Mr. James Spader. And there is a POV shot from the the perspective of Nicholson's dick. Peeing onto James Spader's shoes. I mean, beautiful. And... uh, yeah, Spader can't believe it. He's got his got his shoes. He knows that he's wronged this man at least twice over. Um, gets the bad news that he's no longer that that he's not getting that promotion, and then he's getting his shoes peed on. He can't believe it. Uh, he reacts reacts strongly to it. Yeah, well, the, um, and the only I'll say they go a bridge too far because the mm-hmm. um, their idea. I hope Elaine May didn't have anything to do with this joke. Okay. Because uh, Spader remarks that they're suede shoes, which, of course, you don't want to get wet. Right. And Nicholson's coup de gras is, he says, asparagus. Yeah, what is that? Like, that, yeah, I remember that now. He said that because it, well, because he smells. 
I, I maybe that it also makes you pee. I think. Well, I don't think it makes you pee, but I think it makes your pee smell funny. That's the biggest there's, there's zoom. a there's a percentage of the populace that doesn't smell it, and then a larger I think a larger percentage doesn't smell it, but the, those that do hate it. I'm one of the so, ones that do. I smell too, but man, this is a huge zoom. I didn't know it was a, it didn't affect everybody. No, my wife's a nurse, and and this is one of the things that we because she loves asparagus and she doesn't mm -hmm. have this ailment, so she makes it all the fucking time. And I, I I'm a never I'm like I'm not eating that shit because that you, it's it's in, it's in, it's instant. I it's instant. It is, death. yeah, yeah. But it's good. I like asparagus too. I don't mind it. Like I I can I can live through a, a pee session with an asparagus pee. We should make. Uh, we should hook up with a scientist and create pistolless asparagus. That's not a bad idea. You could have saved that for your uh, your it to the end of the show here. Um, you know that'd be cool. Like maybe we should start a podcast in that. Like, you, did you know the guy that's doing? Do you ever listen to that, that podcast, Dead Eyes? No. It's about this guy who almost got cast in Band of Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that he's got Tom Hanks coming on. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he, and he uh, the note from Tom Hanks was he because the guy didn't get the he was he got the role then he got like not fired but he they went another way he got a note that said that Tom Hanks thought he had dead eyes so anyway Tom Hanks on the show after like thirty eight podcasts on the show right we should do the same thing I, I mean I'm just thinking here start a new podcast but let's just set the bar a lot lower you know yeah Kane Hodder. Yeah, it's like, yeah, or or maybe a lot, a lot lower <laughs> than that. Oh, okay, uh, like uh, maybe a, a concession employee at, at a at a Greenville minor league team stadium, you know, lower. Oh. <laughs> but I, you know, one of those things that because it, it seems to be the thing now, start a podcast and then you then you eventually meet the subject. They did that in that Stephen King podcast too recently. What okay. could what could we do? Anyway, I, I was I, the reason I started going down this road is because maybe we can have the asparagus scientist on at some point. Yeah, um, and and then we could appear at him and smell it. Smell this. That's the plan. Yeah, this is the same camera angle from Wolf. <laughs> um, I love. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned Nelligan getting completely destroyed. That Richard killed Jenkins. off camera. I don't want to see her die, but I want more screen time. It's a very Rich, Richard Jenkins is the one who breaks the news to Nicholson. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is what a cop would say to uh, a, a husband who just lost his wife. Right. He goes, she had her throat ripped out. Well, he, he's convinced that it's Nicholson. So he wants to like throw him off. And he says something mean to, to who, who he thinks is the killer, I think. It, with Nelligan, her ears ringing, her ears start burning in heaven. Because Nicholson, after he finds out, she dead his wife of many many years he turns to michelle pfeiffer and says i've never loved anyone like you this way before about her about michelle pfeiffer right i was like well i mean give it a little bit of a time it's nelligan bro that's jody foster sequel uh, she uh, is in hell by the way she died in hell i gotta catch up give me some more nelligan performances i can sink into during the the last days of COVID. here gone forever COVID. If you ask some people, they think so. Uh, Nelligan rocked it for many years. You said she, she was in vampire movie, right, Dracula? Yeah, with um, uh, what's his face? It, you, you, what's Franklin, Chris, Franklin Jello. Yeah, she 
And she was a theater theater actress, but maybe that's her connection to Nichols here. I don't know. She's in one of the most beloved sequels of all time, U.S. Marshals. <laughs> the uh, the uh, perfect spoof, Fatal Instinct. I'm I'm watching it. it. Wait, is that who's the lead? Armand. Armand Sant. Yeah. Oh my god. She was in Prince of Tides. That was kind of a big role, and then she was in Shadows of Fog. Frankie and Johnny. So she's worked with Michelle Pfeiffer before. She's in Frankie and Johnny. She's the subject of the, she's the one that Pacino sleeps with and he doesn't make a noise. Remember? <laughs> Full circle. And he complains, she complains to Michelle Pfeiffer that this man, whenever he's making love, he doesn't make a peep. When he's with Michelle Pfeiffer, he has the gigantic vocal O that you imitated Way back on our, yeah. I think our Beast Within episode. You did as well, by the way. Um, I did not. You did. You faked it. You faked it. Did I? I think so. But um, you and, and, but you find out why he's quiet. Why? Because he had had asparagus, and he's like, I hope <laughs> my, I hope my motility doesn't smell like the shit. You know, like I hope Nelligan doesn't yeah. smell my my asparagus. He has also, my full permission to make plenty of noise. In the bed, in the bedroom with Kate Nelligan, she is. He should be connected to her. She's cool as hell and cute. By the way, the let's carry it back to Wolf. Mm -hmm. James Spader was starring in an off-Broadway performance of "Scent of a Woman" in the police room. That's true. Because <laughs> he definitely is definitely true. He is sniffing hood. Anyway, the horses are celebrating. He whenever Nicholson walks back onto that estate, they're like, "Oh, they, are those two together? He's going to be around more." Just actually, I'm just kidding. She remember she she locks Nicholson. She finds out Spader's kind of probably a problem, and she runs back. She gets Nicholson. She runs to her family estate and locks him in the barn. And that's where the horses are. Like, you got to be fucking kidding, you know? Like this guy. Um, and so the Nicholson spends like kind of the last half of the movie not transforming, just like failing, just like just minutes. just failing in a room, really clutching his med medallion and looking at the moon, and then Having like hot flashes, yeah, growing out sideburns, but then like willing them back. He earlier when he does transform, did you notice he got them oversized lowers? Yeah, those lower teeth that just jut out. Yeah, I think Rick Baker's phoning it in a little bit. In this one understatement yeah i blame i blame nichols i still think that some of the stuff looks pretty good I, like i said i think nicholson kind of looks like a cool dude in the wolf and the wolf makeup sometimes but those the, those sad cute fake wolves are, are sad and cute the well, forest wolves that, yeah yeah the made me laugh is that nick and i there's scenes of nicholson when he's just clomping around the set like he's he's obviously is nicholson but then they'll cut to him every once in a while when he has to do like a big jump and it's a stunt. It's a stunt man that's Big. made up to look like Wolf Nicholson, right? The, there's a scene later where he's just on the ground, still, and it's the it's the stunt man. <laughs> and Nichols Nichols big mistake is not realizing that speed is the solution, not lack of speed. All of his fight right. scenes, everything's in slow motion, and it just makes it comically bad. So this whole yeah. climax takes place here at this barn. Spader shows up to kill. He does kill. He kills a guard. Kills two guards. Doesn't he? He, talks he, he, he drives over a guy's face. He runs somebody over. Yeah, he runs over the guy's head. I think, and then he he bites some another guard to death. And then he starts 
uh, menacing Michelle Pfeiffer, who gets the upper hand on him a couple of times, but he's trying to, it looks like he's trying to rape her. And yeah. Nicholson is behind these bars. Like he can't get out of his cage and he's trying to. And George eventually... C. Scott is up in the rafters with his pistol. David Keith bursts in, Drew, Drew Barrymore bursts in. Are we not killing it with barn sequences at the end of movies? It's a new staple for the movie Microscope. But uh, yeah, so then they, Nicholson and Spader engage in a boring a fight. sort of werewolf fight scene. You know, they're not really transformed. They have their hair is kind of not combed, I guess, at this point. And they're growling at each other. And then I think this Nicholson. I can't remember what happens. Does Nicholson bite Spader in the neck or something? He wins. Or he gets think, shot. He gets shot by Pfeiffer, maybe. I think and, he gets and, shot. And there's a piece of some sort of sharp thing that happens as well, I think. But yeah, he dies. Oh, pit, oh, there's a pitchfork. A bunch of pitchfork getting heavy use in yep. this. Like, yeah, and I think Nicholson's getting the brunt, the the end of that pitchfork. Anyway, um, Spader no more. He he gets defeated, and Nicholson runs away. He's like, weirdly, I'm out. And then you're like, that's the end. But wait a minute. The cops show up to do some investigating. Guess who's now a werewolf? Michelle. Starting to show the tendencies. Now, why? She didn't get bit. Maybe the the little bump, bump, bump. You think it's set? You think think so? Yeah, your troubles and rubs. Yeah. I thought maybe she got um, scraped up during the, the... the scrapping with James Spader, but you think it this is transferable via sex, huh? Werewolf. Yeah. Is that That's a not, new element? Maybe. It's weird. This movie's a little what do you think? It's a little bit sexy, this movie? No. You turned on it a little bit during this? It's like watching a, a, a soap opera with a, just a little more hair. <laughs> like I said. But but they de Wallace her at the end, right? She she's wolfing out. Well she starts to I started to kind of fade during this part, but she starts to kind of walk weirdly towards the camera, and then they keep showing Nicholson in dog form or in wolf form with his like yellow eyes, and she's kind of walking towards that. But doesn't she show yellow eyes too at the very end? Yeah, I don't know. I I had remembered that she. I thought for some reason that they showed her transformation. They showed her looking wolfish, but really it's just her attitude, and maybe maybe she has some yellow eyes. That's all they really do. Yeah, I thought maybe she had. She turned into someone that looks like Teen Wolf's dad or something. Remember, remember him? Yeah, yeah, that actor that was in Hangar Eighteen or whatever. Uh, zoom in, zoom in. What service was this streaming on? Oof. For, pe- for people that Showtime, need it. maybe. Okay, yeah, people that maybe need HBO it. Max. I think it was Showtime. Yeah. So if you feel you need it, it's there. Yeah, nineteen ninety four's Wolf. You ever seen a wolf? You ever seen a like in the wild? You ever get next to a? I have. There was a wolf on the set of Grizzly Park. And there was a. I went to a wolf encounter at a uh, zoo. Oh wow! No, no fear of ever getting bitten. No, they're such beautiful beads. I'm te- I'm I'm definitely Team Wolf. Spider Man, right? It's kind of like the werewolf myth, 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 right? In a way, I guess. Let me yeah. zoom in. Let me zoom in. At the first person to make that observation. Let me zoom in. And he also encounters a werewolf character later in his run. Two of them, man, actually. man, wolf. JJJ's son, and then, of course, The Werewolf by Night as well, which is getting its own uh, Marvel special. Good for it. What? Yep. No. Yeah, there's a Werewolf by Night one-off Marvel show on Disney Plus coming. Uh, I I honestly don't believe you. I don't think they're doing it. They don't do do 
Marvel shows and stuff on any character. It's a joke, Nick. It's a joke. They do them all. They did a show uh, on the big one, the, the cartoon on um, Groot, the, the guy with the big head, the villain with the big head. Modoc. Yeah. Pat Oswalt, right? Yeah, I didn't see it. Did you? No. I do love Modoc though. So look, out in the woods, amongst the cute wolves, is the sign of a whirring motor. Mm. It, it ain't a purring puma. It's a damn tattoo gun. And it's time to get an illustration put on your physical form in honor of the film Wolf. What'll do? Oh, well. well, I mentioned Teen Wolf earlier. Best. And I, I, reason I bring up uh, brought up Teen Wolf's dad. I think that's the worst werewolf transformation I've ever. Seen. Like his his remember his his dad had he was like an old, cute looking werewolf. Yeah, yeah, with a like a shirt and tie. I would do a tribute to Teen Wolf on my maybe on my forearm, and it would be the the famous thing in Teen Wolf is the is the werewolf surf doing the van surfing. Remember on top yeah. of the van. As his buddy Styles drove the van, um, but I would replace Teen Wolf with the half-transformed Jack Nicholson from this movie, and instead of the van, he'd be surfing atop a bookmobile. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Not like it. And instead of a surfboard, because you know, well, the thing is, you don't really, I, you don't need a surfboard. It's not like Teen Wolf has a surfboard. But I would, and I, I would under his feet put a bookmark as a surfboard. A big one or a regular size? Uh, huge. Because you wouldn't see it otherwise. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. It's could great he be? Right. Could he either be peeing and and the pee is blowing away, or no. maybe just a little dot of of drip on his stain on his on his den on his short on his pants? I'm listening. Like a dot, a piss dot. I'm listening. All right. I'm taking suggestions. What about you? What movie is that? Where the I think it's Judy Greer says you have a dot. Somebody comes out of the bathroom. She says you have a dot. It might be the specials. Really? Okay. Okay. So I've got I've got the term. There's that band, a perfect circle. Yep. They like the guys from Tool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got their logo and a circle, like you know their logo, but I've got a circle, a different kind of circle. So I've got Spader on all fours, sniffing Michelle Pfeiffer, who's on all fours, who's sniffing Jack Nicholson, who's on all fours, who's sniffing James Spader, who's on all fours. <laughs> oh, that that is a perfect circle. It is. It's a Gordian yeah. knot. It's a freaking. It's the next. It's the next best thing, and I sure. got it. And I've got it on my back. Uh, yeah, sure. And then on the front of me, on my on my chest plate, I'll say, "You won't believe what what's wolfing out on my back in in Comic Sans." All right. <laughs> Elaborate. Yeah. That's a Look, lot of time. You might have to take a break and maybe go back into the next day for a tattoo yeah. like that. You know. So still coloring it. They still got to add color to this, Justin. I'm going back in next month. Movie's over. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a little stinger at the end there. A little extra gift. Uh, what What do you got? Well, extra scene? Yeah, a stinger. That's a good, good question. So mine is uh, sort of like when, like, sort of like an Avengers recruitment thing. Um, we're down in the morgue and the mortician, you know, has a sandwich on the belly of a dead, of course. But he goes over to a, like a, one of the one of the cabinets, opens it up, and what's left of Kate Nelligan is there on the on the tray, and he just awesome. gets a dustpan and scoops that shit into the trash, shuts the light, shuts the light out, end of scene. My God, mine would be some at the end goes, he recovered, he fully recovered. Oh my God, he's fine. 
And then everybody's somebody's like, what are you talking about? The kid that got bit by a snake that got brain damage. He's fine. He recovered. And I was like, oh, whew. don't you remember that from the beginning? Vaguely. Yeah, that someone mentions this some a kid that gets brain damage from getting a snake bite. And Nicholson is like, is he or is it Nicholson that says somebody says, is, is he, he okay? okay? He goes, no. He goes, no, he's got brain damage. Yeah, that was but cute. in my extra scene, it reverses. He gets better. And maybe if you think about it, maybe this kid doesn't have brain damage, but he just is showing snake tendencies. Or he's dyslexic and he actually got brain damage. Snake tendencies? Like when you get bit by a snake, you start to just act like a snake and which might read as brain damage to, to, to people that don't know what's happening and you're half transforming. Right. Right. Maybe your, your tongue's coming out a little bit, like shooting out and everybody's yeah. like, Ooh, whew, something's wrong with this guy. But really? Yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing's wrong. He's just got snake tendencies. Now he's trans he's half transforming into a snake. Rick Baker yeah. on the job. And, and there's, they figure it out late in the story because they keep, there's like, they're like, if you change your hair, Something's different about you. And then it pulls back and he's coiled around the barkeep. Um, yeah, and this is okay, right? I just wanted to run this by you. This is an extra scene during the credits. Is it okay if it's a half hour? <laughs> okay, you talk, you're talking my language now. Look, they've greenlit a sequel to Wolf, 1994. Oh, Music to Mike Nichols' ears. Yeah, may he rest. What you going to do, man? You got the financing escrows on your side. You know, how do you spend that hard-earned? It's definitely Michelle Pfeiffer. The sequel is she she gets to the woods, you know, <laughs> she finds her. She's connected to, to Nicholson, to Randall, whatever his name is. And uh, she's like, our passion has linked us. You know, I can't I cannot wait to spend eternity with you. And it's Nicholson in the woods on a beat up sofa with his feet up, leaves in his hair. And she's like, what? What's happening? She's like, look, the I'm retired. You know, I'm retired in the woods. <laughs> well, that's what happens when a wolf bites an old man, you know, like <laughs> he bit a 58 year old man. He's done. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's got some vitality left. He he's he's lived his life. He wants to enjoy some quiet times and do some crosswords. You know, what I'm talking about yep. maybe hunting a pack every third Sunday. But other right. than that, he's kicking back and she's disappointed, you know, because she's she's vibrant. Yeah. And so the whole movie is just her being, you know, it's just them arguing about him not being wolf enough, you know. Right. Lane May punching up the script. I like this idea. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's what's your what's so, your sequel? Well, what what always happens in the woods, right? Aliens come up and zap zap things into space. Sure. So. Nicholson is romping around in the in the forest on all fours, creeping out, wakes up, flash of light, you know, and he's gone and he's in space. And uh, these aliens got what they needed. They needed a wolf, but they fly away. From, they fly away, away from our galaxy. No moon. Oh, so man. he's slowly he goes back to being Jack Nicholson and they freak the fuck out. Like, this is not what we bargained for. You know, we wanted a wolf. And now we've got this bizarre you know, clean penis thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so they, uh, they kick him out into the space and he's so, he's still a powerful creep. So he doesn't die. And he's just a free Roman space wolf, just floating around out there, kicking tardigrades and just, you know, asteroiding out. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just, it's just him floating out. There. It's kind of a metaphysical journey. 
he's fully naked and he just kills comets rocks it he's great he's a he's a werewolf in space yeah but he's floating yeah he's not kicking he's mm-hmm. not going on adventures or anything he's just floating like tim robbins right it sounds like an adventure though yeah get some dreamy music it's a great stoner flick you know for people that want to just buzz out put something mm-hmm. on that's going to make them dream off yeah <laughs> you've been given the uh financing of your own business related to wolf 1994 how you spend it feel blessed you know, yeah. this is an opportunity for me, Nick. This is legit. I think this would be actually, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to actually pitch a real business to you. Okay. There's a place called Wolf, Wolfia. Okay. Wolfia. You come into our store, our, our friend, one of our, we're for a franchise, so we're everywhere. And you pay money. We sit you in a, in a, like a, like a barber's chair. And we just start applying the wolf prosthetics to you. Mm-hmm. We start gluing hair to your arms and legs, your face, get the thriller eyes in you, the thriller contacts, give you the long nose, the pointy ears. We look, we make you look like a werewolf. We give you that treat, and we really do a good job. Like we, and it, it, what do you think? I mean, that's it. There's no joke here. Would you pay money to be transferred, transformed into a werewolf? It was cheap enough. You had a coupon. One hundred percent. Yeah. So. Not a bad idea, right? Wolfia. Wolf, wolfia, yeah. It becomes a thing where people wolfia and then go to a nice steak dinner, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to give you any, like, razor-sharp claws. Maybe we'll but, give you some rubber ones, but... And, uh, yeah, and no the signature lo- the signature look, everyone knows. They're like, oh, my God, look at these people. They went to wolfia today. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we could do it up. We, If you want to be a medieval werewolf, if you want to be... A businessman werewolf. Well, there's extra. We can get you there. We can costume you up. But most of the, I think most of our money just comes with people just transforming into a werewolf in their in their everydays. That's and, and it's an alternative to people. You know, how people wear wigs, right? When they go bald, right? This is not a bad alternative. Sometimes they just wear wigs to have fun. You think so? Sometimes people wear a wolf just to have fun, right? You remember back like some films they would do like a, a set of trading cards. I do. And, and and there would be a, a scene from the movie and there'd be this very bland text that accompanies it. Like, for yeah. example, in start like the Star Wars cards, it'd be like Luke standing outside the moisture farmer, like adjusting R5, R2-D2 or something. And it says mm-hmm. his friend has a mechanical issue. You know, it'll be something stupid <laughs> right. like that. Right. So I would do a set for this in that same style. Um, old school cardboard trading cards from Wolf. Uh Covering the entire gamut of this film's elaborate story, right? With a uh, with kind of a cute font for the di- for the little descriptive text, and it would be like you know there'd be a, a shot of David Hyde Pierce saying "You're my God" to Jack Nicholson when he does something shady in the office, and it says uh, "Sycophant time" with an exclamation mark, you know, right? And then there'll be like there'll be the scene where he's pissing on Spader's shoes. And uh, it'll say, looks like the dry cleaners is in order. Right. And there's a there's like 2,000 cards in the set. So you got to collect your ass off. And there's a lot of duplicates, you know. Mm-hmm. But we've, we, we have a couple of holograms that we've hidden in there. We've got an, a card autographed by uh, a Richard Jenkins lookalike. And we have, you know, we have, a, we have a, an entire clump of hair from uh, Christopher Plummer that was taken from his uh, wake. Oh my God! Yeah, that's in there. So 
trading cards. It's, it's a good call. I like the fact that um, Richard Jenkins is getting his due a little bit in here in, in this in this set because we didn't talk about him uh, him much, and we love him. Well, we ha- we recently did his first movie, right? We did. What was it? Wishmaster? <laughs> what was it? It was one that we did like last. What was the last one we did? Red it Dawn. Was it wasn't Red Dawn. No, it was the one before it. Silverado. Is that what it is? Yeah, remember he was the uh, guy that he replaced Kevin Costner replaced or uh, Kevin Klein That's replaced. Right. Look, you're in the movie. What shade does your performance take? I'm a wolf critic. <laughs> so what I do is I roam the woods kind of behind the pack, just, you know, watch their work with my trained eye. And I'm just critiquing their work. You know, I'd, I'd give that maiming a uh, six. Right. And I'll go to another wolf and say, look, that assassination sucked. And then I'll look at one of the female wolves. Tra- I'll say, you transformed in only five tits. Where's the other tit? Oh, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like really harshing them, you know, harshing yeah, those yeah. wolves out in the woods. Hard to please. I like, like like one of the wolves transforms. Like I like your early transformations better, you know. Or that was derivative of of a recent transformation by Carl over there, you know. And the two wolves moons, two stress, moons out of five. Yeah, stressing out like they're stressing out, mm-hmm. and they get they get self conscious, so they start to kill with more flair, you know. Start to do yeah. some more things, or like pissing extra pissing, you know. Like finding an extra, like an extra reservoir of piss, you know, just to. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I do. You're the wolf critic. Okay. Yeah. Are you a werewolf yourself? Or are you just I'm not. Critic? I'm not. I'm just a really passionate a critic of mm. werewolves. Yeah. I'm an author, a struggling author who has submitted my manuscript to this publisher and, and they rejected it. And my book, and I was my life's work. I was just. You know, I had gotten some, I'd gotten in there. I had gotten some early like signals from them that this, that they were going to publish and then they flat out rejected it. And my book is about a werewolf. Wow. And I'm just so bummed out. Like, I'm like, you know, like turn to my wife. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't even just, I just fuck it. You know, I shouldn't write. Obviously, I'm just so tired of being rejected. And she's like, honey. Like what? Where did you where did you submit this book to? And she tells me that that the people the, the this publishing house has been overrun by werewolves. And I've I realized that I've submitted a werewolf book to a a place that is heaven that actually employs werewolves. And I I'm happy as a clam, Nick, because yeah. I realized that they were they must have not rejected me because. Like I'm a hack, but maybe I was either getting to the truth, thank you, or you know maybe not realistic enough, and you know it kind of gives me a little spring in my step, and so I try again. A vampire novella, for example, maybe. Right. Yeah. You know, or something about a ghost. I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible film. It's just a strange film. I think it's just tonally very weird. It it feel it definitely feels like Nichols is pulling it more towards a comedy than maybe it wants it to be. But then I'm like thinking of the other version of this that was that would be dead serious. How, that wouldn't work either, right? He's just the wrong guy for the job. Who wrote this, by the way? Um, is, is it Wesley Strick? He was one of the writers, right? Wesley Strick, and then uh, no, I, I, I'm joking. I don't think he was involved. It was him. You're fucking Wesley kidding Strick? me. Wesley Strick? No, Jim. Wesley, and, and Jim Harris. Didn't Wesley Strick die like too young? Is he dead? Uh, he lives. Somebody. Jim Harrison. A... Jim Harrison helped write. Maybe he originated it. Um, he also wrote Legends of All. Wesley Strick 
Didn't he write? What did he Bat- write? He wrote a Batman movie, I thought, or something like that. He wrote a bunch of good stuff, right? He wrote Cape Fear, wrote the Doom screenplay. So we decided to add a new part to our our end of the show, our never ending uh, end, because you need it. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin had an idea. He wanted basically what what ritual we're we going to incorporate into our everyday life based on this film. You know, let's let's start. Let's start. See if we can make it count here. Wolf, right? So what would you? What new what new what new routine would you add into your daily life based on Wolf? Uh, now that we saw this movie, we have to kind of internalize, you know, make it part of our lives. I think right. you know, that's what you that's the normal thing to do when you see a film. I'm just going to make it my life's mission to, to try to to change myself enough where I was upon sight spook horses. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? And just keep trying until it some you 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 change yourself enough where you are. Horses are at least giving you the side eye, right? You know, backing away from you. Yeah, I don't know if it's if they don't want me to sit on them. That's that's mean, but maybe that's what I'll have to. I was always afraid to sit on a horse. That would hurt it. Not a necessarily a thin person. Horses are very durable beings that are used to it. That you're not a problem. Yeah. They always show. They always show very s- slender people on horses. There's this new narrative about turtles that they have all these nerve endings in their shell and they can actually feel everything that happens to their shell. Is that true? Yeah, and I think it'd be cool if we find out much later that horses' most sensitive part of their body is their back. The back. And, we're, and we're shitting it up. Yeah. And and nay actually means what the fuck's going on in, in human language. I would uh, make it my daily ritual to um, climax near Michelle Pfeiffer at any, you know, like... <laughs> That's not incorporating into your everyday life. How you can't, you don't know where she, you know, and first of all, that's, that's insane, but Michelle Pfeiffer is nowhere near you. Right. No, and that's why I have to be creative. Sometimes it'll be a a magazine with her appearance or like I'll craft maybe a voodoo doll uh, that I could spank near, you know, just, there's a lot of different options. Maybe watch a film, watch one of her, watch what lies beneath and then, you know, ramp it up or get to know her and say, look, I need to, I need to take care of something. Uh, and she, she's a, she'd understand. Sounds you know? sound a little bit Louis CK ish. Well, you know, what's funny is my original idea was I was going to spook a horse every day. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so I had to, pi- I had to pivot hard. Glad I went first. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll get near Michelle Pfeiffer and pivot hard. Look, you're on an Island. You've been there for all these many years, gathering debris from different films. And now it's time to take something for Wolf. What would you bring to that Island with you? That's such a good question, Nick. Thanks for asking it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of tattoos, Michelle Pfeiffer has like a spider tattoo on her shoulder. And this, did you notice that, or on her back? Really, yeah. Michael Michael Imperioli on her back? Like where? <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I like it. Was she in the Spider Wick Chronicles by chance? She may have been. I take the passion of the wolf to my island, Nick. Of course. This guy, the, this man, what was his actor's name? Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> the guy that wants Nicholson to bite him and it doesn't get the bite. I'm Puri. He talks to Nicholson about the passion of the wolf. You know, and he really, I take that passion with me to my island, the passion of the wolf. I wouldn't exactly know what that is. And how it manifests necessarily. Or what it means, but man, I take it, you know. And I'd walk, I'd be like so confident on my island, just walking around like, pfft. Just knowing I got the passion of the wolf, but then in my mind, what is it? Like, what is that? 
What do you think it means? Give me, what do you think the passion of the wolf means? Are, are, are wolves passionate? Yeah. I mean, I think they just, they just do things up. They just, they don't just half-ass it. They just make it, you know, they, they put a lot of drive into it. A lot of, a lot oh, of determination. Yeah. That sounds hard. Never mind. So I, it's hard working. I thought the passion of the wolf sounds romantic. You're describing hard work. I've been, I've tricked myself. I took the, I took the passion of the wolf to the island and it, that's not what I want. I want to be lazy on my island. I want to relax. But I'll take it. I'm stuck with it. That was either, either that or swimmer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get tired of that quick. So I would you you look through your telescope and you see me traipsing around the island. I got this beautiful alabaster necklace on. Oh, wow. Nice. And it's not the charm that he wore, but it, you know, you, you kind of think, but then you look at you kind of zoom in and you see it's my initials. It's look at alabaster, it says NN. Yeah, I'm hanging from my neck, and you're like, "What a great idea!" Yeah, I like it. And and finally, you know, we we communicate through some means, and you're like, "I really appreciate that you have you have your name on your neck." What film did you get it from? I said it's from Wolf, but I didn't. What a coincidence! I didn't realize. You're right; it is my initials, but I just got Nelligan's neck bones, and I was just like, "I'm gonna fashion some jewelry." How dare you, by the way? What a coincidental freak of luck that Nelligan's neck bones and Nick Nunziata also. You make feature. me so angry. As soon as I found that out, as soon as I, I'd be like, passion of the wolf, activate. <laughs> and then <laughs> and uh, I, would, I would get real passionate and try to jump to your island over the waters to, to take you out. How dare you? And then the last thing the world sees is you on top of my prone body suckling them bones. Suckling my Nelligan neck bones like it's a, the most succulent smarty of all time. And I'm like, uh, I know what passion of the wolf means. I get it. Uh, all right. Sucking it like a smarty. <laughs> and I'm impaled by your giant. <laughs> Filtered through low light 
Darkness finds a place to crawl and die.